Welcome back to another episode. I am Sticks. This is my best friend and co-host D'Lo, and we are Pardon My Wisdom. We got some good information again for y'all this week, but first, if you don't mind, please hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We need everybody to go ahead and like up and subscribe to the video with all this good content so we can bring y'all some more content. But let's get into this information, man. D'Lo, how was your week, bro? Man, my week was good. Uh, I'll forever say it. So... Just, just know when he asked me. Yeah, just know when he asked me how was my week. It was great. Um, spent time with the family. I feel like a bad dad a little bit though. Um, my, we took. Let me explain. So we took the kids to the playground up in the neighborhood, and my son is a climber and a runner. Um, he's only fifteen months, and. While we were playing with my daughter, he tried to sneak off <laughs> and uh, oh. he ran and, you know, he's not that athletic yet and he yeah. fell on the concrete and he scratched up his face a little bit. Oh, so, no. Yeah, but it's all good. He, he's uh, he's tough, but yeah, he's nah, just not yeah, very yeah. coordinated right now. So I feel like a bad dad for letting that happen. But, you know, kids will be kids. Nah, kids will, that's what I'm about to say. Kids will be kids, man. He need those experiences to understand. Don't you run off no more. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. For what you do, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, every, other than that, everything's good. Getting ready for the Christmas holidays, which is one of my favorite times of the year. Uh, sure, yeah. Sure. How about you? How was your week? Hey man, just like just like D'Lo said, man, to get used to hearing me say the same thing, because <laughs> uh, it's just same same old thing, man. Making sure everything is good with the podcast, making sure everything is good with my job, making sure everything was good with Sam. Um, she had a uh, volleyball tournament here recently that she did really really good in. So okay, very, that's very, good. Very excited to go check that out. Um, she, she's amazing, man. She's freaking amazing. Um, but other than that, man, like like D'Lo said, just getting ready for the holidays. Uh, he went and bought a tree. I need to go buy me a tree. I think I got me a. <laughs> artificial in that closet over there but we're gonna see but um but yeah man everything is good man everything is, is beautiful everything's beautiful bro but um what are the topics g what is the, topic? the topics the topics we're gonna talk about antonio brown and his off the field struggles we're gonna discuss kelsey plum's quote about the WNBA and wanting the same revenue share as the nba and we're gonna talk about something that is <laughs> i think it'll be funny uh is the j-lo <laughs> was to honor Whitney Houston with a tribute at the uh tribute performance with the, at the Grammys. Yeah. About yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. About that. So uh as as far as so we getting into Antonio Brown, man. So this man has done a lot over the past what? 3, 4 years, D-Lo now? 2018, uh, four years. 2019. 4 years, yeah. Yep. And he you already know how I feel about Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. I feel like the man, ever since that Vontez Burfitt hit back in 2018, he been, he had, he, I, I think he had CTE, mm-hmm. honestly, which is for those that don't know, it's a, it's a brain, um, it's a brain, like want to call it a disease that can happen throughout the, throughout a football player's years with all the contact to the head. Of course, we have helmets on 
I mean, D-Lo with ex-football players. Of course, we have helmets on, and I've suffered some concussions in my career. But the more and more impact that goes to your head and to your brain, you can uh, develop CTE and get this catch disease. And it makes you forget things. It makes you erratic sometimes. It has a lot of different side effect, effects to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe that he has CTE. But I think D-Lo has a different taste. So what you think? Yeah, so I mean, this is a person that we wanted to talk about for quite some time. Just other things have come up that surprisingly have overshadowed him in, in the given weeks that we've been surprisingly right that we've <laughs> been uh, we've been doing this podcast have overshadowed him. Um, so yeah, so Sticks is alluding to my my thoughts on Antonio Brown, and I mean, I just think it's it's who he is. Honestly. Um, we, we talk about the last couple of things. Um, you know, we, me and you talk about Antonio Brown again, cause we wanted to talk about him so many times, but we've talked about him multiple times away from the mic, not actually mm-hmm. on the mic. Right. And, uh, I really, I'm not sure how to take his, his antics. Um, you know, a lot of people, as you mentioned, they, they, uh, they, contribute his antics to the the hit that he had in the playoffs against the Bengals with Vontez perfect. But, uh, you know, I partially, like I said, think it is who he is. Uh, I, the reason I say that is because I think we have to be careful with labeling everybody that doesn't go with the social norms or whatever the case may be as having a mental illness or crazy because sometimes it's just who that person is. And the reason I say that is because it seems like everything that he's done on the field prior to that hit um, and his talent have kind of overshadowed the small little things that he he, he has done uh, mm-hmm. to, to get in trouble. And again, it's been more so on the field rather than away from the field. Since 2018, I believe, all of his troubles for the most part, other than him running out in New York when he didn't want to play anymore, taking the shirt off was on the field. Um, but everything else was off the field troubles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll give you a couple of examples. So, uh, after, before they hit in 2000, was it 15, 2015, he came into the league in 2010. Right. 2012, he signs a new contract, contract extension with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. Yep. It was been rumored or it has been said that as soon as he signed that contract with the Steelers, and, and this is, I mean, this is not anything major, but, you know, in a grand scheme of things, it could be the building block to who he has become now. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as he signed that contract, he runs out and is at practice yelling at the defensive coordinators and the defensive players talking about, don't touch me, I'm the franchise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, well, ben Roethlisberger still on the on the roster. Ben okay, Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> in the okay. In the, in the organization. 2014. Right. What is known as the infamous kick? He's returning a punt and straight karate kicks the the punter in the face on a kick return. <laughs> Facts. Okay. 2016. Again, this is nothing like crazy we we celebrate and think that players should have the ability to um celebrate and express more emotions when they score touchdowns but he gets fined for twerking in the end zone (laughs) facts right right. and in 2017 he signs another contract 
another contract extension, and he's on the sideline throwing coolers and yelling at Ben Roethlisberger for no, I'm sorry, yelling at coaches, not not Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. And in 2018, because he wasn't getting the ball or something happened as far as the incompletion or whatnot, mm-hmm. he's yelling at Ben Roethlisberger on the sideline and then skips practice for the final game of the season mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and subsequently was suspended and not able to play. So to me, while these are minor infractions for Antonio Brown, it's a telltale sign of the we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with uh, some of the celebrity endorsements and whatnot, but mm-hmm. the more money he got, it just revealed more of who he really was. He could be his true self. Cause you know, when okay. you're in, and I, I know I'm going on a long, no, long right now, but cause you, you know, uh, you know, when you're in the league, cause he was a six round pick. So right. not a guarantee to make the roster in any way, shape or form. But when you first get there, especially as a, as a six round pick, you're just trying to be as humble and as out the way as possible. So you make sure that, you know, all of your on the field work, your hard work and your performance is evaluated rather than your off the field character, um, right? Character, right? And right. then when you get that money, you can start to be a little bit more of who you are. And I just mm-hmm. think that's who he is. Cause, I mean, I'm not saying like the hit doesn't have anything to do with some of the actions that he's has done here lately, but I just think that's just who, Antonio Brown is his personality. I mean, I, I I can dig that, and you know, it's one of those things where so so, and, I, and I'm glad you. That's why I said I keep always say every week. I, I'm happy we had these conversations because you put a different perspective in my mind as to those all of the things that you except for the um the twerking. For the, well, no, all of the things except for the um the sideline situation where he throwing coolers and arguing with, with coaches to him. Uh, arguing with Ben Roethlisberger on the sideline and in practice, all of those things have all of the things that you named happened before the hit, mm-hmm. which is so. So I'm glad to put you in respect. But don't get me wrong, Antonio Brown when he was with the Steelers was an animal, right? Year over year, a hundred plus catches, thirteen, fourteen plus out, thirteen, fourteen hundred yards every single season for like what I would say six, seven years in a row, right? Yep, yep. And he was he says- amazing. Yeah, he's he set the Steelers record for a lot of receiving Man. award uh receiving stats and the Steelers 100%. have had some great receivers in their some organization. Great ones. Some great ones. So he's he was he was I, I'm not gonna go off to say he was a franchise because that's definitely since his time in, in Pittsburgh has been Ben Roethlisberger. But mm-hmm. he was most of Ben Roethlisberger's success. He was the security blanket for Ben Roethlisberger for right. six, seven years in a row. So right. I, I so with you saying that, I can kind of bring my perspective back a little bit, but I still think my boy need to get evaluated. Because even with that, right? So he was released by the Steelers and he was benched and released by the Steelers in 2018, around this time, actually, 2018 in December. Mm-hmm. But then they traded him to uh to the Raiders. Right. But then was found guilty of reckless driving and he was supposed to go to the Bills after that, but then the Raiders still picked him back up. And after that, he was at that time, he was the highest paid NFL receiver. So this can kind of go back to what the line was saying, my money, more problems. Mm-hmm. But then he does. He makes the bad decision of going to a cryotherapy uh, appointment and doesn't put any shoes on in the cry. If cryotherapy is like they, they freeze your body and it's supposed to reset your, your, uh, your muscles and things like that. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't put any shoes on his feet or any protection on his feet. And he gets he burns his feet from the, the ice. From, right. the, from the from the from the uh, cryotherapy machine, so that happens, 
and then he rants about not having the correct helmet for the steel mm-hmm. for the Raiders. Yeah, then, so that was around like, the time. That was around the time. And sorry to cut you off. That was that was around the time when the NFL was making changes as far as the um, equipment that they thought was safe for their players. And I mean that Tom Brady was having an issue with that as well. But right. you know, of all people, this that should and it because it goes against your argument, sadly to say. But mm-hmm. of all people that would be more empt to change their equipment. It would you would think it would be Antonio Brown, especially after the horrific hit that he hit. took from mm-hmm. Vontez Perfect. Exactly, but I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's maybe, a comfortability maybe, thing too, it though. Was, it, it definitely is because us playing football. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying I. Whenever I went down to to Miami, they tried to give me one of those new brand new helmets. I was like, nah, just give me a shut. I, I'm comfortable. I like those. T, you know, the, the two bar joint. Let me, let me get that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let me get that. But. And they, I mean, they gave me what I wanted, so I'm like, cool. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't gonna make a fuss about it if the if the GM was gonna come say, nah, all the receivers gotta wear this. I'm like, all right, right. So you you talking about paying me? So let me put this ugly helmet on. Exactly. But, <laughs> but anyway, but with him being the highest paid receiver at the time, he he can kind of make those kind of demands, especially with the performance that he's had prior to him getting to the Ravens. Mm-hmm. But even with even then, he got into it with the owner and called the man a cracker no no not not the owner it was the general manager mike general mayock. Manager, okay. yeah yeah general, yeah general manager. Mike he mayock. called mike mayock a cracker and told him he he still needs to give him that 30 million that he owe him yeah so they had to pay him because it was guaranteed money but as soon as they got that check he was out of there they they got they 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 shipped him off the uh to new england no they didn't pay him they, they didn't pay him Nah, that's why they got. That's why they cut his ass. Oh, that's why they cut him. You right? They released him. They yeah. released him, and then he signed with the, with the Patriots. Yeah. So that and th- and this kind of gets into a little bit of the most recent troubles that he's had because that was the moment that he reunited. That he you that he came across Tom Brady, mm. who who Tom Brady has been one of the most influential people since that time in his career. Yeah, he's been Tom in his Brady, corner for real. He's been in his he's he's been like his wingman 100% and supported AB 100% ever since he got to uh New England in 2019. Mm-hmm. And Antonio Brown literally over the past couple of years has done nothing but shit on Tom Brady. To me. Mm-hmm. Like they they they've been they've done well on the field. They won a championship together uh, a couple years back and you know, but Tom Brady has done nothing but be in his corner 100%. And let him stay at his house. Let him stay at his house with his, with his wife there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And now this and man going kids. out. And his kids. Now this man going out and putting stuff on social media about Giselle. And this is like, bro, like, like what you what you got going on, my boy? Yeah. What energy you on, my guy? What energy you on? Yeah. I mean, but for, oh my fuck. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. No, but what I was about to say is uh, the reason why we're talking about AB now is because he was just in the news for a domestic violence situation. Um, I don't know if we mentioned that at the beginning of the segment. No, we did. We did. He he um he has a domestic violence situation now where he was trying to issue a um a verbal um what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, eviction Correct. of this young oh, lady eviction, that was standing yeah, in his yeah. crib. And I, I know, don't say young lady, the mother of his kids. Oh, his, his, his baby mom. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. trying to issue a verbal uh, eviction from his home that he owns, that she stays at with his kids. And they got into a, a, a they got into an altercation and an argument. And apparently he threw a shoe at her and hit her in the ponytail. 
and she, she called the police on him. Yeah. And now there's an arrest warrant out for him in Tampa. So that's what's going on with him now. But everything that we're talking about now kind of leads up to a lot of the things that he's been doing. But go ahead. What was your point you was about to make? No, I, I was just going to say that exactly what you said as far as how we got to discussing Antonio Brown today and the events that have led up to the to that point. So, yes, he did. He has received a arrest warrant, which I don't think he has yet to be arrested or taken into custody. Yeah. Um, and then before that, he's had in a back and well, I wouldn't even say a back and forth. He's just been going at Tom Brady um, for whatever reason. We don't know. Um is and not happy with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bruce Arians. Um, he has gotten into in a situation where he was in was he in Dubai and he was exposing himself. Was he in Dubai? Mm-hmm. He was somewhere. He was in Dubai he was somewhere. And he was at a and hotel ex- exposing yeah, himself in the pool. Exposing himself in the pool. Uh, before that, he also got into. Uh, he was still going at Tom Brady. Um, then mm-hmm. last year is when he had the ordeal that he ran off the field because he said his ankle was hurting, but he was playing earlier in the game. And um, Bruce Arian wanted him to go back in, and he Mm -hmm. didn't want to go back in. So Bruce Arian basically cussed him out on the sideline, and that's when he ran off the field, took his pads off his shirt, and was amping up the crowd. Threw everything into the the, the the crowd. crowd. Yeah. Yeah, and just amping the crowd up and acting like like because he really think he the franchise, but not yeah. knowing you just played with two quarterbacks. That's probably two of the best all time, right? And you acting like you was the center of attention. Like, he, but the crazy thing was is that with that situation that we just talked about, the medical staff cleared him to play the Clear, week the week of, during the week. They cleared him to play. He practiced Thursday and Friday, mm-hmm. walked through on Saturday, and he was he was in the game the first half, running routes, looking good. Yeah, but that just that just goes to that situation where he just to me he just didn't feel like playing no more. Right. Well, I also I mean because we talked about concussions in episode five and with Tua, and we also said the medical staff could have done a better job with protecting Tua and, and allow not allowing him to go out, or go back into 100%. the game the first time he had a concussion. So mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want to put it all on AB that the medical staff definitely could have probably handled that situation better. Um, and I don't want to take away from the the part. No, I'm not saying that they definitely could have. I'm just saying you don't want to 100% say the medical staff was absolutely right in clearing him. True, that's true. I got you. Because I it's still, you. it's still at the end of the day, they're a part of the franchise. Um, uh, that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And right. it's all about getting the best product on the field. So 100%. Antonio Brown is one of the best players on the team. We need mm-hmm. to make sure that he's good to go. Um, and, and play, whether that's giving him a shot, whether that's whatever the case may be. Now, we don't want to put damaged goods on the field um, right. and, and further hurt him, but if he can play at 85%, he's better than the majority of the NFL. Um, but long Agreed. story, to get back, getting back to the concussion, uh, I don't want to say, um, I don't want to discredit and diminish that hit because, mm-hmm. you know, you said he has CTE. We truly won't. Yeah, we 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 won't know. And CTE is, stands for chronic traumatic uh, encephalopathy. Encephalopathy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so we won't truly know if he does have that until he goes and gets a brain scan. Um, mm-hmm. 
a scan of his brain and I don't think you can actually can you do that while so, you're alive? So, so I'm about to say from what I know is you can you can get treated for symptoms and they can give you like a, a post um kind of like a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. But they really you really won't know if somebody has CTE until they pass away and they can actually uh, observe the brain to actually analyze it. So exactly. you can't, CTE can't be, CTE, unfortunately, CTE, CTE can't be diagnosed until after the person has passed away. Exactly. So we won't truly know if he has that that issue or not until um, the, the the demise of Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have seen him go through uh, what looks, what seems to be a, a change after that hit for sure. Like his off yeah. the field antics have become more, uh, aggressive and he's erratic. been more more erratic um, off the field, and that's signs of those individuals that do have CTE. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. I, I just think that's just who yeah. Antonio Brown is. Um, I'm hope I'm wrong, and maybe he he does have CTE. But viewing off where he came from, mm-hmm. viewing uh, some of the actions that I read about before the hit. You know, it was more on the field. And, you know, when you are a good talent, they'll try to, like, cover that up and they'll deal with it because it's on the field. You're not really hurting the image of the NFL away from the field like we've seen for the last decade with some of the incidents with women and, um, you know, different different violent offenses, traffic stops or not even traffic stops or traffic accidents. Um, fatal traffic accidents at that. So, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't really doing any of that before the hit. Uh, mm-hmm. Then after the hit, it just became, like you said, erratic. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't want to discredit that, but I really just feel like it's who Antonio Brown is. Yeah, I mean, and and I and I I can I can agree with that. Like I said, just based off the conversation that we have now, like I always agree. I always I, I tend to have a different perspective once we had these conversations, but. It's like he was just some of the, the dumbest stuff that you can do, like supplying a fake vaccination card. Well, but mm-hmm. if you, you know what I'm saying? If they, if they have and you get a vaccination to play, which if you can protest, if you want to, just like uh, DeAndre Hopkins did, he ain't want to get it. So he didn't play. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So if you didn't want to get the vaccine, cool. That's your prerogative. But, but didn't Aaron Rodgers do that too? 100%. But he, did, he, but he played though, didn't he? Yeah, but, but, no, but see, he kept he kept, but he made it to where he was. And Rogers ain't the topic of this conversation, but yeah, 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 he yeah, made yeah, it to yeah. where he was saying that he did some some other stuff, like he got I, some other type of uh, herbal or natural kind of vaccination, yeah. blah blah blah, and he was showed proof of it apparently. Right. But even with that, but don't supply a fake one, and mm-hmm. then don't the person who supplies you the fake one don't throw him under the bus and have him tell on you, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. Like, he's got to be smarter. Like, you making too much money to... It's kind of like the Josh Gordon situation. You're making too much money to fuck it up. Right. You know what I'm saying? You keep doing dumb shit after dumb shit after dumb shit, and you're one of the highest paid receivers in the league, and you are risking that income because you want to be... Because of your erratic emotions and your actions, bro. Like, just just be smarter. You know what right. I'm saying? Be smarter. I mean, yeah. me personally, like I said, my, my final wisdom on Antonio Brown is get checked out mm-hmm. and seek some kind of professional help because a lot of the things that he does and he says is, is like, just to me, it don't make no sense, mm-hmm. especially with the whole thing with Tom Brady. Did you see the text message that they shared? No, I, I did not see that. 
basically the because it was a long message from Tom Brady and AB actually posted on social media, which I don't know why, but it was over a year ago that he texted him. Mm-hmm. But Tom Brady texted him basically saying, "Hey man, like you, so I, I love you to death, but your actions and the things that you're doing, you're going down a dark path." Oh, I and think I'm I did see that. Actually, yeah. yeah, basically. So that's basically. So it's like people around him are starting to see, and the goat can see it. I know other people can see it. Mm-hmm. So it's like people around him are starting to see that he's taking himself down a dark path. And I feel like he needs to like seek some help, bro. Yeah. And so I feel like my, my final thoughts on this, I feel like he is one of those individuals that loves attention. Well, and I agree with that. And with him gaining more money is, has gained him more notoriety, but it's not enough for him. And so he does certain things. I'm not talking about like the, the the his recent events where he has tried to verbally evict his baby mom and um and stuff like that. I'm just I'm talking about stuff he does on social media, um, that type of stuff. I think the attention that he's gotten for being Antonio Brown, the great football player, isn't enough mm-hmm. for him. He's trying to venture into other avenues, which is fine. But yeah, it's all about the your tact and how you do things, and his tact isn't that isn't that great. And Ain't so he's running into these situations where if he means good by it, it's coming off as him being arrogant and um, the situation is malice. And so mm-hmm. because of that, because he may be trying to be aggressive in his movements, we're saying he has uh, suffered cte or some type of brain serious brain injury from the hit because all of a sudden he seems more erratic than he has been and Mm -hmm. again i'm just saying that's just not who he is but i do agree with you he probably needs to seek some assistance like we were talking about in our first episode with Manti Teo, how he was going through all that stuff. And then he seeked um, assistance with his mental health and he's able to deal with all the things that he has to go through um, or did have to go through with that catfish situation. Same thing with John Wall. We talked about an episode too. Yeah. Same thing. Exactly. He went to seek help too. He he was on the verge of self-deletion and he was like, yo, I need help. Right. Exactly. And so maybe if he hasn't already, he definitely needs to seek someone, a therapist that can help him um, cope with the issues that he's dealing with, maybe from Mm -hmm. childhood or anything that's happened to him recently that he had that we don't know about. He probably just needs to go see them and help him to help him work that out. But the way it looks, man, I don't think he with his arrogance and his attitude. I don't think he, he probably think he don't need it. But yeah, that's neither yeah, here I mean, there, right? I mean, but it, who are yeah. we to tell him what he needs? But very true, yeah. very true. But um, before we get to the next topic, make sure you like, subscribe, con- and comment on the channel. If you got any, if you got any ideas about what we should talk about, or if you got any comments about the Antonio Brown situation, make sure you put it down in the comments below, man. We would love to talk to you about it. Absolutely. So in a now viral post from the residency podcast, WNBA star Kelsey Plum clears the clears up the misconception mm-hmm. about the woman's about WNBA's players claim to want equal pay from the league. Um, she states that we are we are not asking to get paid what the men get paid. We're asking to get paid the same percentage of revenue. Um, 
this has been a hot topic for quite some time. So for some years now. Yeah. So sticks, let's get right into it. How do you feel about Kelsey's statement? And should the WNBA players should WNBA players get the same percentage of revenue as the NBA? Whenever you talk about so it, so this this is uh I'm and I'm glad she cleared the air as far as the misconception because there is a lot there has been a lot of conversations over the past few years from different ex WNBA players and all stars and current NBA WNBA players saying that they that it's not fair that the NBA gets paid ten times 12, 15 times more than what the what the WNBA players uh, get which cool. I understand that y'all's frustration that y'all's highest paid player, which is Brittany Griner and Skylar Diggins-Smith, are only making 221000 a year. Mm-hmm. That's that's crazy for y'all being professional athletes. Right. Some 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 players are making 130000 a year. This, I'm close to that myself. So it's crazy that y'all are professional athletes, all the entertainers that are y'all are getting paid this much. Why y'all gotta go overseas to play ball to supplement y'all's money and this, that, the third, right? But like I said, I'm glad she cleared up this misconception because with some of these conversations, it sounded like the women were saying, these the NBA gets paid this much. Why can't we get paid this much? And with the percentage of revenue shared, I understand that because with these TV contracts and Jersey sales and uh, streaming networks and stuff like that, that actually share their sport, the NBA gets, I think it's a 50, 50 split between the CBA and the actual organization. But, I, it's not the same percentage in the WNBA. And I can understand that that would help the players more. But the fact that in the last 25 years, this organization has not been profitable at all. Not one year have they actually made money is the reason why a lot of these WNBA players can't make the money that they want because they just, the, the organization just doesn't make any money. What do you think? So, I mean, I think her statements she's right they should get that however when you dig in it dig into it mm-hmm. um it doesn't uh, what she's saying they should get doesn't add up um and i have a, right. and, and i have a lot of friends that i play <clears throat> well that went to school with me that, that and i have a lot of women hooper hoopers that i know so i, I know if they pay attention to this segment you know, they might be calling me, letting me know that don't, you know, we just we we just spread not, the news, ladies. They're don't not trip, happy don't with trip. me. They're not happy with me. But like I said, right, when right. you dig into it, the first thing that you realize is the NBA subsidizes the WNBA. One hundred percent. Okay. Um, secondly, as you mentioned, the NBA has uh, the WNBA has not turned a profit since its creation at all. Not one. They time actually lose years. ten million dollars. Ten million a year. Uh, that's the average. They lost twelve yeah. million one year, right? Yeah. So right. to ask for the same percentage in revenue as the NBA, who made their revenue uh, in the last couple of years, they just topped ten billion dollars in revenue. That's not the profit. That's just the revenue that they bring in. Mm-hmm. And your league only brings in about sixty million. I don't. I don't think you can ask for the same uh, revenue share as the uh, NBA. Now, do they deserve it? Absolutely, they deserve it because there mm-hmm. there are plenty of female um, basketball players that are very talented, and that mm-hmm. could be that could be some in some like college players. Uh, and I don't want to say NBA players because you get into that argument where we talked about this two weeks ago. The BG uh, Brittany Griner. 
said she could beat Demarcus Cousins in a one on one game. Um, but so so they they do love it. They I mean they yeah. do deserve it, right? I I don't think they don't deserve it. Right. But to say that you deserve the same um, uh, amount of revenue share in year twenty five, comparing yourself to the NBA in year seventy six, mm-hmm. who makes more than ten times what you bring more in than. for revenue. I don't think you can say that. Now, if you go yeah, back true. and say, give us the same revenue share as the NBA at 25 years, mm-hmm. I don't. then they would be making less than what they make now. So I know I'm going to get a lot of slack for this, but yes, they <laughs> no, they don't deserve the same amount of revenue share at this point in time. Not because they don't deserve it. It's just because the, the league does not bring in that much money for them to get that you know the nba subsidizes them you're saying Mm -hmm. what you want is for the nba to take away the the players in the nba which we can have that conversation too i Mm -hmm. i think the statement you made earlier is telling of the the economy that we live in or Mm -hmm. the not the economy the culture that we live in Mm -hmm. in america where we expect for professional athletes to make these exorbitant amounts of dollars. Right. You know, in reality, they probably shouldn't be making, I don't want to say what they should be making because, you know, they did, they did put in a lot of work throughout their their life to get to where they are now to reap the rewards, but they do make a lot of damn money. Um, But to say, back to what I was saying, to say that you deserve to say that the NBA players should um, decrease their revenue share to help you get more for your revenue share when you as a league yourself don't bring in that much money. I don't think, I don't think they want that on their shoulders. Um, and I don't think it's fair. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, and it's, it's one thing to say, okay, the, the, min, the, the minimum contract for the WNBA is 57,000 a year. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty low. Right. But, you know, the average makes one hundred and thirty thousand a year. The average, and that's mm-hmm. like, but I, what's the league minimum in the NBA? Like eight hundred thousand million, one point five million. You see what I'm saying? So it's like it. it I, I can I can see the parallels there, but the problem is the product. Now, understand this though, and and ladies, I'm, I'm going. I'm gonna say this right. Me and my daughter went to a Seattle a Seattle Storm game in a. Oddly enough, a Las Vegas Aces game with who who Kelsey Plum plays for, mm-hmm. and I ain't gonna lie, I had a good ass time. I'm not right. gonna lie. Me and Sam had a good time watching that live game. It was right. amazing. It got to a point where my daughter, who was against playing basketball for her school in high school, was like, "Oh my, what do I actually do this now?" As a watch, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it, I had a good time watching the game, but the issue is. What what I mean by the product the problem is the product is because it's nowhere close to as exciting as a NBA game. Both of those teams that we went and watched, the Storm and the Aces, are two of the best teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Number one. But if I was to go, if I was to take that game and then go watch two of the worst NBA teams play, the NBA game would probably be a lot more exciting. Mm-hmm. 
You know, so so the problem is the product, and the problem is that it doesn't have as as wide of a fan base because the game is not as exciting to watch as the NBA. So you can take, not to mention that if you want to have equal revenue shared, then you got to play equal amount of games. They play fifty less games than the NBA players play. So you can't. So it's hard for you to play thirty two games. And you can't even bring in the same amount of money as the NBA on average in those 32 games and then expect for players that play 82 games a season to give you more money whenever they're bringing in the majority of the income that your league is subsidized under. So right. it's, it's hard for them to do that. What would you about to say? You better make a comment, I think. Yeah, no, I was going to say exactly what you just said is they play 36 games in like two months mm-hmm. uh, or two or three months, maybe four months. The NBA right. plays 82 games. And if you go to the finals, um, that's a hundred. That's what 98 games that you've played yep. uh, in a span of eight months. Yep. So we're talking about and the WNBA only has 12 teams. The only NBA has 12 teams. The NBA 30. has 30 teams. 30 so, teams. you know, if we're if we compare those apples to apples. Mm hmm. Then again, it's actually apples to oranges, my boy. It's not even apples to apples, right? What I'm saying, if we compare those categories, if we compare those categories, the games played, the amount of time that's played, and mm-hmm. also the amount of teams, is is still it doesn't equate to them asking for the the amount of revenue because right. the revenue also comes from the amount of teams and the amount of markets that you're in. Mm-hmm. So if you're in more markets. And bringing in more fans, because like mm-hmm. you said, if you go to a game, I've never been to a WNBA game. Not that I don't want to go to one. It's just I right. didn't have, haven't had the opportunity to go to one. Right. Charlotte does not have a NBA team anymore, a WNBA team anymore. Right. Um, but or do they? No, they don't. They don't. They don't. Yeah. yeah. So so you're not in the markets that the W the NBA is in. So you're not be able to bring in that money that the NBA does. Mm-hmm. And um. The uh, you not you're playing thirty games in four months, and then you're asking to make a million dollars in four months. It's mm. it's crazy, right? It's, it's crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, it is. Like I I get it. You know, you have when you talk about what NBA players and NFL players make. A lot of players in the league will tell you it's only a small percentage of players in the league that make that that make that that, yeah. that, that large money. Like mm-hmm. LeBron James, Steph Curry, uh, Westbrook, those type of players, they're the ones that make that money. But the rest of the league is more around two, three million dollars a year. They don't really make that that amount of money. Now, all their money is guaranteed, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know, they don't make that large sum of money. What I did think was crazy though was that the WNBA does not get money for their jersey sales. Well, that's no, crazy to me. That, that's that, that's not true. That's they not do true? Get, they do get money from their jersey sales, but it depends on the affiliation that's selling it. So what she said was, so if they if you go on WNBA.com or mm-hmm. you buy a jersey from the arena or something like that, they will get profits from that jersey sale. But okay. what she stated was Mandalay Bay Hotel sells mm-hmm. the jersey in their gift shop. Okay. Mendeley Bay Hotel is paying the WNBA to be able to sell her jersey in that hotel. So she gets no money from that jersey sale because of the affiliation is actually selling the jersey. Well, but if, if is I bought it a Kelsey- back end way of getting it though? So if Mandal- so if Mandalay Bay is paying the WNBA for that jersey mm-hmm. and then it goes on and 
sells to somebody else. Mandalay mm-hmm. Bay has already paid for that jersey. So true. So the, and, and that pay, aspect, yes. If they're paying the WNBA for that money for that jersey, and if what you're saying is true that they still get a cut of that, then she does get a cut of it. So whether she does, she does, it right. comes directly from Mandalay Bay or not. And I and I agree with you. So it really just depends on the so in, in that if you putting it that way, then yes, they do get paid because that's revenue shared coming into the, the organization. Okay. Agreed. But it really just depends on who, like I said, who's selling the jersey. Like straight off the WNBA WNBA website from the from the the Coliseum that you're going to actually watch them play and a couple of other avenues, they get money from that. But Mandalay Bay Hotel does not pay Kelsey Plume for selling the Kelsey Plume jersey for a hundred dollars whenever right. whenever Mandalay Bay is paying the WNBA $30 per jersey to sell this jersey in there. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. that 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 but see that's but see but that's the she she said revenue shared. So I'm is she asking for the $70 a share of the $70 profit that Mandalay Bay is asking for or the revenue that Mandalay Bay gives the WNBA to sell her jersey? The revenue. So she's talking about the revenue. So the profit is after you pay all of your bills or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. that whatever's left over is your profit. She's right. not asking for that. She's, she's asking, asking for, they don't for have the any profit. Right. right. She's asking for the share, the cut of revenue that comes in. You have to pay us as we're part of the product. We're part of the the um, resources that you have to pay that comes out of the the bottom line. Right. She's asking for a higher percentage of that. And I thought right. they right now they just signed a CBA or they're under a CBA where they get 50-50, I believe. They, it is. They they get a 50-50 split of incremental revenue. Not, right. not all revenue, but incremental revenue. Right. So and the NBA is at what, 60? I think 65-35. Let me check. Yeah. So so she's asking for them to get 65% of the revenue. Um, that comes in, but they don't make the same amount of money as the NBA and the NBA is profitable and the WNBA is not profitable. So that that's where the the two don't, hmm. the story doesn't meet. It, so this right here says that the players and owners collectively bargain to split 49 to 51% of basketball related income. So the to players make sure get 51? Players get 51 and the organizations get 49. So yeah. Yeah. So she's asking yeah. for 1%. Okay. I, I still I still don't <laughs> think they should get that 1%. I it's not again, it's not a knock on the WNBA. The players that play in the WNBA past and present are amazing. Have all, were amazing and are amazing and they all have made that sacrifice to get to this point to have this conversation. Right. The problem is that they're still they're still in their childhood of their life um, as a or as a professional sport where the NBA is 75 years old. Mm. <laughs> they're 25 years old. They're still learning who they are. They're still mm. trying to get that fan base. They're still right. trying to find uh, they're still trying to fine tune their product. Um, and I don't think they deserve it right now not saying that they don't deserve it in the future but they just don't deserve it right now however i mm-hmm. do think they could speed up the process of fine-tuning their product if they do one thing and this is where i think the women get upset because i've had this conversation multiple times i do think women get upset with this suggestion they should lower that damn rim <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Shaq. <laughs> they should, bro. They should I agree lower. That. I agree. Should lower, I agree with you. I they should lower it you. to about nine and a half feet because mm-hmm. 
then you have more individuals that could potentially dunk in a game and on people um, rather than just Brittany Griner and two or three other individuals mm-hmm. uh, or just the tall, just the tall people in the league. You know, the yeah. NBA is exciting, not only because the dudes are um, fast or dribble extravagantly, but it's really exciting because at any given moment, a six, four dude can go through the lane and dunk on Yao Ming. Or a six Facts. six dude can go through the lane and dunk on Shaq. That rarely yeah. happened, but it could happen, right? Right. <laughs> the, the average height in the NBA is six six, and you got these cats dunking on ten foot rims. The average height in the WNBA is five nine. So drop right. the drop the rim to to nine and a half feet and let those individuals try to dunk on people. Keep it a bean though. Keep it a bean low. If they drop that, nah, they gotta have to drop it like nine feet. Because <laughs> nine nine and a half feet is still pretty high for somebody five nine a five nine woman. No offense to dunk at. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's just the average, though. Right, true. But somebody like you said, like like uh, like like um, like Asia Wilson, who plays for the Ace for the Ace. Mm-hmm. She's six two. She mm-hmm. can she she could dunk a nine six. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But she, you know, Brittany Griner, who's six yeah. six, who my height, can dunk a six a, a nine six. She can dunk a ten Brittany, foot. Brittany Griner six nine, she, bro. You she, tripping? She's six nine. She, but she might be just doing like this. You know what I'm saying? It, exactly. And it might be a little bit more exciting. She, she probably post up, dominate, and then dunk on. A, you know right. what I'm saying? That'd yeah, be more exciting. Yes, but <laughs> like, but but it's still. I, I still I think on average we still wouldn't get as many dunks that we would be asking for at a nine six foot nine nine six rim, bro. So you saying bring it down another five inches? I'm okay. I'm fine with that. I'm saying bring, bring it down, down. Bring, down a foot, bring it down a whole foot. Make it nine yeah. nine feet. Make it yeah. a nine foot rim, and then you can probably have those five nines going through the lane. You know, I'm, one arm, one hand, tomahawks, bro. Like yeah, what? I'm fine with that. Uh, bring it down, or just adjust it to where you know you can have your your average player or, you know, slightly above average dunking on a more consistent basis. Because mm-hmm. the thing is nobody, the, the problem with the WNBA is that men don't want to see women doing something that they could do on a consistent basis. Um, right. You know, now shooting, I I think women shoot way better than most I men. I think so too, dog. 100%. You know what I mean? But Men don't care about that. I mean, they do. Steph Curry has changed the the, the game, and so that may have benefited the the women's league some too. But mm-hmm. we all know basketball was always a big man's game, and mm-hmm. to some degree, it still is. But that that athleticism aspect of the WNBA hasn't quite caught caught up with what the public expects, and no man wants to go to a game and watch a woman do a layup on a fast break. Right. I want to see that. So I agree to bring that excitement to the game or that excitement factor to the game. I think lowering the rim would help them. And so the, the obviously the drawback in where I hear <coughs> a lot of the that ain't fair is, well, if you do that, it's going to change my shot. It's going to change this and change that. Well, mm-hmm. you already play with a smaller ball. You already play less quarters. What what? What is it going to hurt to bring the rim down a little bit in the college and professional leagues? Now, mm-hmm. the the other drawback would be it'll be hard for high school and lower to reg- to you know change that interchange the rims for boys and girls because if the boys play at ten feet and the girls play at nine feet, nine feet, then it's a lot of 
you know, yeah. shifting of the rims right, when right, that's right. not easily done. Um, but, you know, college and the pros, they can do that easily. College and the pros can definitely do that easily. But I mean, so I'm going to go back to a comment you just made that that the WNBA hasn't caught up physically with the NBA as far as excitement. But and ladies, I apologize. I'm go ahead and preface this. I apologize in advance. But do you think biologically they can actually catch up to that? Well, okay, yes, no, no, I don't. You know, if we're talking about biological like speed, strength, right. quickness, no, no, stuff they'll, like they'll, that, but, right. you'll have your anomalies here and there that can 100%. you know run run with the men and whatnot, or you know do the stuff that men do. But on average, no. But I wasn't talking about you know comparison comparing them to men. I'm just saying in general, yeah. we're talking about the average person now. We're not talking about right, a professional, right? Right. right? right so. Right, right. I think the athleticism of most female professional female hoopers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hasn't caught up to what we are expecting of a I professional athlete. Not saying that you. they haven't caught up with men because that probably will never happen, mm-hmm. but just the expectation of what we want to see in a professional athlete, man or woman, um, yeah. you know, biologically is what I was referring to. I got you. Yeah, make, then that makes sense. But I think my final wisdom on this is that, you know, with I, I think the game is is definitely is is widely popular. There's a lot of men and women, you know, fans that love the game of WNBA. Um it's just the the issue is the it is it's not it's, it, it doesn't bring enough of that that eye to the to the actual sport. And to the actual organization, to where they can actually get the money that they, that they that they honestly that they deserve, they, they that they deserve, because you know just like we mentioned, with them playing fifty less games, them playing for five less months without throughout the year, they don't bring in the same type of revenue that the NBA does. It's literally ten times less than mm-hmm. what the NBA actually brings in, and the fact that you're subsidized underneath the NBA to be able to keep this keep the organization going in the first place. Because honestly, if it wasn't for the NBA y'all wouldn't have lasted 25 years. Right, it folded. You know, they would have folded a long time ago. Being 10 million in the whole year after year after year on average is crazy. So in order for that to happen, the game has to popularize. You have to get, you have to play longer seasons. You probably have to get more teams in better and better markets. You have to do a lot of things to be able to ask for that higher percentage of revenue share because if not, you, you there's no comparison because your counterpart, your your the person who's subsidizing you is making way more money, uh, yeah, and keeping you afloat. So right. you got to be able to do more to be able to get more. That's my yeah. final thought. Yeah, so I'll I'll piggyback off that and I'll try to add a little bit to it. Um, I'll compare the WNBA to some of these um, upstart uh, football leagues that we've seen in the mm-hmm. last couple of years. Some have folded, some have stayed, stayed afloat for a little bit longer, but mm-hmm. they don't make the money that NFL players make. And let's right. say that the NFL was to say, okay, yeah, we'll subsidize one of these developmental leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, would you expect for them to say, all right, well, you're subsidizing us. We're losing money but we still want to get the same amount of revenue shared that the NFL players do. You know how many people would look at them like they crazy. And it's kind of the same situation that the uh, WNBA is going through right now until they can stand on their own. 
um, without being subsidized for the from the NBA, then I don't think they should expect to get the same amount of revenue share. Again, not saying that they shouldn't because they definitely will deserve to get it in the future, especially for the sacrifices that they've made um, playing here in the summer and then going overseas or whatever in the winter to get more money. Mm-hmm. They've made plenty of sacrifices to do the things that they love to do. So if they truly love doing what they love to do and these sacrifices are true, their reward will come in the future. Um, unfortunately, some of the in, the players that have made those sacrifices won't reap the benefits of those rewards right now, mm-hmm. um, but they will see that they have left the game in a better place than they than they entered into it. And so, yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think if they continue to do what they have been doing, increasing the the um, awareness of the WNBA and the women's professional league. Um, getting these contracts that they have been getting, I think they're streamed on Amazon Prime now. They've got on Twitch too. On oh, they are on Twitch. Okay, mm-hmm. see, I didn't know that. Oh well, that's a part of Amazon though. Um, true, and, true, true. And then uh, also they've gotten some investments from outsiders to help them become profitable. I think if they continue to do that, then they will see that the league will change, their money will start to increase, and they'll be able to truly enjoy a life of a professional athlete in the United States. And I agree. And just, just to do it. And you made a, you made a point there um, from what she said, as far as them being able to do it on their own. She said, Kelsey, at the end of that interview, she said, my goal is by the time I leave the league, I would like to see it a lot better than I found it. I'm here to ruffle some feathers. If you want change, you have to, you've got to be able to see the change. If I have to take a couple of shots for someone, someone else to be able to do it, then I'm all for it. So she's, she's kind of advocating for the lead to get better. And that's what, that's all you need. You need one person to speak up and one person to move forward to be able to see change happen. So then that's what Kelsey's trying to do. Exactly. And again, if, if you are watching this, Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on the video here on YouTube. Leave us a comment. At, let us know what your thoughts are on the WNBA and, and them asking to get the same amount of revenue shared. And if you're listening to us on whatever streaming platform, make sure to leave a like as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So we always say that you should not believe everything that you hear or see on the internet and do your own 100%. research. Facts. And it seems like once again, social media, uh, a social media post about a celebrity has taught us a lesson. Mm-hmm. Has trolled us once again. Has trolled us once again. Again. <laughs> so on Wednesday morning, it was reported that Jennifer Lopez told Time Magazine that she would be paying tribute to the late great Whitney Houston at the Grammys next year, and that Whitney's songs fit her vocal range very Ooh. well. <laughs> Very well. It's the crazy part, but go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Turns out this report, uh, this reported statement by Lopez never happened, and the tribute to Houston, at least as far as we know, will not happen either. So, Sticks, <laughs> you know, since we're here to talk about this occasion, um, if the tribute by Jennifer Lopez was to happen, how do you think it would go? My boy, listen here, listen here, listen here. here. The fact that Whitney Houston is one of the, if not the greatest songstress of all time, Mm -hmm. that lady's voice was, she has so much range in her voice. 
so, bro, a couple of her songs made me cry back in the day. I ain't gonna lie, bro. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like she is a, the, the national anthem almost made me cry that she did back in the day. Listen, man, I'm telling you, that lady was amazing. Yeah. Um, even to the day she passed away, rest in peace, Whitney. Mm-hmm. She was amazing. She, she her, her 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 voice never went away with her age. It never went away. But J Lo, baby girl, baby girl. Mm-hmm. You ain't got that range, baby. You ain't got that range, baby. But I, but I know that you didn't. I, I, you didn't say that you were. So let me let me let me get this straight. Did she did she say that it fits her? She never vocal said range? it. Never, never said, said any it. of it. Okay. Never, never said, said any it. of it. Okay. According to her publicist, her publicist, her publicist she never it said any never of it. never happened. The interview mm-hmm. never happened, or the, the statement in the interview never, never happened. happened. She okay. never said that it fit her vocal range very well. And the uh, recording of her whatever doing practice, it was not for the Whitney Houston tribute. Got I you. don't even know if that, we don't even really know if that was really her or not. So... How do I think it would go? J-Lo, she should never do this. She should should never do this because I don't think she would be able to recover from the scrutiny that Mm -hmm. she would receive if she ever tried to pay tribute to Whitney. J-Lo, baby girl, you beautiful. You even had Charlamagne sniffing your seat on Breakfast Club. But you ain't never seen that? Oh man. This man, J Lo was on Breakfast Club and doing an interview with Breakfast Club. And she got up to go to the bathroom. And this man, Charlemagne, said, Oh my God, J Lo just got up. I'm about to sniff the chair. He sniffs J Lo's chair in the okay. studio on camera. I'll send you the link. You'll see it. This mm-hmm. man, he and he goes, J Lo. Like sniffing. You even got motherfuckers sniffing your seat to smell what your your them cheeks smell like. So you <laughs> listen, beautiful woman. Love All right, well, yeah, with fifty three, she still looks amazing. Yeah, but um, singing is not her thing, though. Acting, one hundred percent. Acting, you got that? <laughs> Maybe you. She was good at Selena. I do say. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. Well, well, we know why. She was, yeah, yeah. She was yeah. good at Selena. Yeah. She was good at Selena. Some and she was good in some other some other films too. But yeah. Either way, she, yeah. The she singing, was good actor, but yeah, not the, yeah. the singing. She has some good songs that were catchy, but as far as the voice and matching Whitney, please don't ever take this challenge. Please don't yeah. ever take this challenge. Because yeah. you will not be able to recover, especially in the black community. Yeah. Oh, Lord, you will get fried, young lady. Right. You yeah, will yeah, get yeah, fried. Yeah, there yeah. were so many gifts and so many memes on social media about if this was true. Oh, my God. Black Twitter was going crazy on her. Right. Yeah. Black so, Twitter was going crazy on her. So it seems like we're aligned on this. And I figured we would be. I don't 100%. think it would have gone well either. Um, I also think that many others as you mentioned, thought it wouldn't have gone well, either evidenced by the numerous tweets and IG posts about this. Um, if she did bless the mic to, to you know, talk a, to tribute Whitney Houston, mm-hmm. um, J-Lo's not known for her singing. Not at all. She's known, she's known for her appearance. She's known for the dress that she wore. Was it to the Grammys? To the Grammys. Yep. The dress that she's wore, she wore to the Grammys. She's known for her ass. Um, <laughs> am I lying? No, you're not. You're not. Okay. You're that's, not. What she's, that's what she's known for. She's known for her appearance. She's known for the dress that she's wore to the Grammys. She's known Makes for sense, her ass. Yeah. She's known for Selena. She's known for some acting roles. I wouldn't say like she's an 
top notch <coughs> actress, but she she has done some good movies. She's known um, more for her acting than she is for her. Yeah, singing. she's known for her acting than her singing. Yeah, but we're talking about Whitney Houston, Whitney, one of the best to bless the mic. Um, arguably the one of the strongest voices of all time. Of all time. Anytime you can sing the national anthem in a, a tracksuit a headband and a face full of sweat and it'd be considered <laughs> one of the best renditions ever done. Ever done. You Man. can sing, sing. Sing, sing. You know what I'm saying? that, Like you said, that's the, that national anthem itself, we're not talking about I Will Always Love You. We're not talking about the one I run to. We're talking about the national anthem brings me to tears or touch my soul almost every time I see it. Every time. You know what I mean? And like I said, she wasn't even really trying to sing that. She just was blowing. And we talking she about J Lo. We talking about J Lo, not known for singing. Has J Lo ever done a national anthem? She's done a halftime show. I don't think she's done a national anthem. Maybe she has. I don't know. I don't think she has. But you know what would be good though? What would be good if she if she was to do the tribute to Whitney? What would be good would be the performance. Oh yeah, for sure. The performance would be amazing. But that was not Whitney's thing. Whitney stood one place, gave you them vocals, gave you that, that, you know, that That angelic voice. Mm -hmm. And you loved it because she, you knew that was coming from her. That wasn't like no, no, uh, no tape of hers. She was lip singing. No remastering. You know what I mean? That That was her. Whereas Mm -hmm. J-Lo would, as you mentioned, the performance, she would have to give you the theatrics of mm-hmm. it in order for it to be good but that's not Whitney so that's not Whitney. that in itself wouldn't match wouldn't even be two. a tribute yeah it wouldn't be a tribute that'd be more of a tri- so, <laughs> so they so they said after this came out they said if you need a tribute for Paula Abdul J-Lo would be the person to call and that and there's <laughs> there's truth to that because Paula Abdul was dancers you know what I'm saying J-Lo's background she danced on and live in color you know what not so there is there that marries very well. J Lo and does. Does. Don't, don't marry very well. I don't even really know who I could say would say maybe Brandy, I guess, or maybe Jennifer Hudson or um, I would say Jennifer Hudson or maybe Jasmine Sullivan. But Jasmine Sullivan Brandy, I don't even I don't even think Brandy has Whitney range. Very true, because Brandy's a little bit lower, right? She's a little bit. Her, her voice is a little bit uh, more. Brandy can yeah. sing though. She can one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like if 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 Brandy, if somebody said, "Yeah, Brandy's going to do a tribute to Whitney Houston," that I, would be it, a little more more acceptable. It wouldn't yeah. get the reaction that J Lo got. No, right? It it might get some reaction, like hmm, but it wouldn't be like what? Right? It wouldn't be the, those. The, I got them on the screen right here. It wouldn't yeah. be these reactions, yeah, but it would yeah. be like okay, I can. I, they, people would be like, oh, maybe, but we, I can see it. Right. But Jennifer, nah, dog. Nah, 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 nah. nah. But Gen- Jennifer Hudson, Jasmine Sullivan, 100%. Right, right. I so, think that'd be like, oh, yeah, 100%. They can do that. Exactly. So to me, we should have known it was fake offhand, especially when it was reported that she said the vocal, the, the, the vocal her range. songs fit her vocal range very right. well. Now, you yeah. know. Now, you know. You, J-Lo, you know, you know damn well. <laughs> Don't none of Whitney Houston's songs fit your vocal range very well. It's out of your vocal range. So that's that's the first clue that we should have known that mm-hmm. it was fake. 100%. And it's like, bro, I mean, it's, it's only a couple of songs that I actually remember from J-Lo, which was the one she had with Ja Rule and the one she had with LL. But I was looking through her catalog and I was like, don't none of this shit sound like Whitney. 
No. Jenny from the block? No. I'm real? No. What was the song with LL? Um What was the name of that song? I don't even know the names of the song. <laughs> I don't even know the names of the song. Yeah. Uh what was it? Uh, it was um oh let me look it up. Let me look she it up. She had like her her it it was considered hip hop, I think, but it was like uns songs. You know what I mean? Not what? really what songs? Like so Drake is in that that club that um oh, oh, yeah, music. Yeah, the uns 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 yeah. The uns yeah, that's yeah. that's the type of music she was doing. When you say when you say uns 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 I think about yeah. uh I think about prom, but that's neither here nor there. Either way, um wow. <laughs> Okay, you going back? Okay, <laughs> I think about I think about something else. But either way, yeah, 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 yeah. What was that song? It was called "Control Myself." I don't even know what that is. But anyway, yeah, it was called "Control Myself." No, no, no. It's all I have. It was all I have. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. That. All I, my I, love I, is all yeah. I that and one. You yeah, sound yeah, yeah. just like her right now. Exactly. Price what you had, baby girl. I want you to have. <laughs> exactly. That boy, it sound like a, a, a. It's like he put he do a DV. Like, promise what you had, baby girl. What you had. Yeah, like, yeah. God, but I mean, that. so so we should have known that that was fake just off of that quote alone. The bigger question is how? Why? Why is it that we keep getting duped by at least initially <laughs> by these you know fake post these fake whatever the case may be why is it becoming so prominent now because the, the it's crazy because the actual report looked legit and you don't really know if something is falsified until you get the actual until you hear it from the horse's mouth you know in this in this instance j-lo until j-lo comes out and says nah i ain't say that shit i can't sing like whitney what the hell and since she come out and say that we don't really know because the media is really all we have but mm -hmm. the the issue is is that it's social media mm -hmm. so we can't let twitter or instagram or tiktok or these social media handles dupe us bro and that's what and that goes back to what you've been saying since we've been doing this this uh podcast you have to do your own individual research to make sure that this shit is true but we wouldn't have known on wednesday if it was true until she came out on thursday and said all right nah, i ain't say that shit you know right. what i'm saying yeah. so you, you kind of have to take it at face value until the horse's mouth comes out and say nah i ain't, I ain't say that you know yeah. what i'm saying so yeah. you, we, so everybody is going to get duped just because it's like hold on wait a minute because because it's such an outrageous claim that you it's like you have to be like you have to react to it mm, exactly you know what i'm saying that and that's another reason why is because dog like she, i know she don't think she can sing like that. right and that's I, so where the reaction I, comes I from yeah yeah i think you that last statement you've made i think is the best one uh, mm -hmm. is, is the more, most accurate is you have to, it's it's like everybody has to give their reaction to mm -hmm. something first. They have to do it fast. Media conglomerates included, they have to be the first or, you know, if not the first, very close to one of the first to release information without mm -hmm. really doing any due diligence to see if it's factual or not. And that was full circle for this podcast our first episode was on Manti Teo and how all of that circulated and um, mm -hmm. how it started and it got the attention that it got is because ESPN and all these other media conglomerates didn't do their due diligence to even exactly if the woman was real if you know 
well, shit, I guess Manti didn't either. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, they didn't do their due diligence to see if this information is real. And social media plays such a big part in our lives now um, that anything we, almost anything we see, we take it for what it is and say, oh, shoot. J-Lo says she could sing like Whitney. <laughs> right. Come on, man. Did she really just say this? Yeah, <laughs> so, so I think I, my final thoughts on this is, J-Lo, we know you didn't say it, but we also know, and you should also know, that you cannot, <laughs> you cannot sing like Whitney Houston. Um, you have been successful in your life, staying in, stay, doing the things that you have found to be successful in and not a lot of people in this, in this country, in this world can say that. So congratulations for that. Uh, I think we need to do a better job at finding what is true and what is not true and moving away from believing everything that we see on the internet, because we just have people now that are trying to make a name for themselves Mm -hmm. off of, False information. 100%. I think my final wisdom would be, just like you said, bro, you know, we, we know J-Lo didn't say it. And we and every the whole world knows J-Lo ain't got that range. But even if she did say this, <laughs> even if she did say this, it's like, it goes back to the song, All my pride is all I have. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds just, I know you sound, sound just like her, but you close. All my pride is all I have. Like, what and the we're keeping fuck? that in there, too, just so oh, you know. Keep it, keep it, <laughs> keep it, keep it. Put it, put it, clip it, do whatever you got to do it. But listen, yeah. but nah, so it's, it's, it's just one of those things where, you, just like you said, man, if Paula Abdul needed a, a, a tribute, J-Lo, do you think? But Whitney... Nah, you 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 just can't stand still and look good and and blow like Whitney can blow. Nah, one hundred percent. Nah, Jill Scott maybe, Jennifer mm-hmm. yeah, Jasmine yeah, mm-hmm. but J Lo. Mm. Nah, nah, nah. That's not happening, cuz. That's not happening, cuz. Yeah. So yeah, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube yes, video. Sir. Leave us a comment letting us know what your thoughts are on this J Lo right now, right now situation. Um, or the former situation, I guess, uh of J Lo <laughs> saying that she was gonna pay tribute to Whitney Houston. Facts. My boy Sticks, episode twelve. Pardon my wisdom podcast. Bro, in we've the been books. in this thing for three months now, boy. Three, three months. months worth of the podcast, man. How you feel, bro? How you feel, bro? I I feel good about it. I feel good about this podcast. I feel good about the position that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate the conversations that we have because you always say I kind of changed your perspective on a lot of things, and you mm-hmm. changed my perspective on some things as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we are pretty. For the most part, we're aligned in a lot of the topics that we're talking about. Pretty much like-minded, yeah. Yeah, and th- th- there will be times where we're like, nah, I think this, and I'm like, nah, I think this. Mm-hmm. But when we finish the conversation, we're like, you know, I actually, but we, I actually see where you was talking about. So 100%. Um, we hope that the the, pe- the people watching this, listening to this, mm-hmm. leave our, our podcast feeling the same way and feel more centered in uh, on the topic than you know leaning more than the other because mm-hmm. i say this all the time 
<coughs> we're in a climate right now to where we're being told from political parties and mm-hmm. everything we do really that we should be on the extreme of right. one end or another. And that's not really the case all the time. We're more centered than we think. And I 100%. hope that our podcast, while we're talking about sports and entertainment to to discuss more real life issues, I hope that it helps you to be more centered in your your beliefs and your thoughts on situations than you currently are. But I feel good about it, man. I think we're heading in the right direction. I do too, man. I feel like everything is everything's on the up and up for sure. I mean, a lot of people are interested in what we have to say. Um, we're 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 gaining a little bit more of a following. We definitely need a lot more of y'all to you know come on board and you know so that we can so we can give you some more of this content. But uh, our thoughts usually do align in certain perspectives, but it always makes for good conversation whenever mm-hmm. we do have opposing views, and that way we can come together and figure out exactly how we can how we can come to a a, a consensus on what's going on. So I do appreciate uh, the conversations because. Although I might have a thought process in mind, it's always good to have a conversation with, conversation with someone else to be able to bring a different perspective into light. So it's always good, man. Always good. And if you do, if you guys have different perspectives as well, we always like to hear what you got to say. So drop it, drop it in the comments for sure. And don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe. But with that being said, man, we'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Peace. Thank you.